Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary moral and ethical values and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now, here's your host, Mike Sherbino. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program tonight. What a weekend. And uh, if you're a Canadian, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, in quarantine, of course. And if you're an American, well, you got a few more weeks till your Thanksgiving date comes. But, you know, listen, hey, we're got, we got lots to talk about tonight. And uh, lots is happening. And it continually seems to revolve around COVID. And COVID can be pretty depressing, uh, pretty unnerving, pretty rattling. But we're still going to talk about it. Last week, I think it was somewhat of a record of number of people calling in. We're gonna pick up on that conversation later on in the show today. I wanna to talk about a, a question is, should we make room for political differences in the church? We're gonna unpack that one a little bit. We're gonna do a little bit on Thanksgiving. But right now, I have a special guest. And I thought, we just need a lift in this whole COVID conversation. We have a, a brand new author. Her name is uh, Talisi Guerra. And she's on the line right now, and I want to talk to her about the book that she has recently written in the midst of COVID. So, Talisi, welcome to the program tonight. We're glad you could uh, join us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and you're calling in from the greater Vancouver area. Yeah, that's right. I'm here in Langley, B.C. Well, you know, I lived in that area for 17 years, and... uh, I have a daughter visiting us uh, for a couple of weeks with work, and uh, she's up in Kelowna. So, you know, I know where you live. You know, we know where to find Fantastic. you. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, but you've written a, an amazing book. It's called Joy Like a Mountain. And uh, tell us, you don't listen to our program out in the West Coast. Shame on you. But anyways, um, <laughs> you know, we have been dealing a lot with COVID, uh, relating it, you know, to our faith, wondering what's going on with our politicians. And and you would, I'm sure, attest to the fact that it can be a very depressing subject for people, even at the best of times. Um, so I'd love for Absolutely. you just to talk to me a little bit. You've written a book. Tell us what it is and the significance of the title. Absolutely. Yeah, the, well, the title actually is a little bit of a play on words. When I was a kid growing up in a church, uh, we used to sing a song with the lyrics, I've got peace like a river, I've got love like an ocean, I've got joy like a fountain in my soul. Now, for me, those words never really rung true. I didn't really see joy like a fountain so much because in my life I felt like joy was hard. And certainly in the season that we're, we're living through right now, joy can be hard to come by. A fountain yeah, sort of absolutely. for me conjures up a picture of like abundance, right, and kind of overflow. But that doesn't seem to be what joy is right now for a lot of people. Um, and certainly that wasn't joy for me for a lot of years. It, it felt more like kind of like an impossible mountain that I had to figure out how to climb and couldn't figure out how to climb. So well, let me ask you a question. Um, yeah, is the so, book Joy Like a Mountain or Joy Like a Fountain? The book is Joy Like a Mountain. And okay. so just kind of playing on playing on that old song lyric. Um, well, listen, I know the song. I know the song. Yeah, the and it's, the yeah. song is going through my mind right now and I can't get it out. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, you know, with the title, Joy Like a Mountain, I, I kind of wanted to capture that struggle because I think it's, it's one that is a lot of people face where it, it doesn't feel easy and abundant. Joy feels 
challenging and difficult. And and then secondarily, I also really loved the mountain imagery because I, I wanted to kind of cultivate this feeling of being on an upward journey as we travel through our lives, sort of in the direction of heaven. Well, the book opens with a very candid recounting of your personal mental health journey. Um, can you share a little bit about that with us and, uh, you know, create the appetite within us to read your book? For sure. Um, like I said, joy has always been a challenge for me, even as a kid. You know, I struggled with a lot of fear, insecurity, always kind of had this nagging obsession with questions like, am I good enough? And and those those are common for a lot of people. Um, my first diagnosis came when, when I was a teenager. Um, I developed a full-on eating disorder when I was around 14. And then for about seven years, I battled with binge purge type anorexia along with depression, anxiety, a lot oh, of wow. obsessive compulsive behaviors, and a variety of other addictions throughout those years. And you know, I really struggled with what my life had become. I, I grew up in the church, so I had this strong faith upbringing that, that sort of shaped my worldview. But I also knew that because of that, that, the way that I was kind of treating myself didn't line up with what God would want for me. So then that left me with feelings of guilt and shame. And not knowing how to navigate those feelings, I, you know, I just felt like I wasn't good enough for God. And I think one of the big problems is, yeah, no, I was just going to jump in. I think one of the big problems is that when we're dealing with those things as Jesus followers, we don't know where to turn or who to talk to because we're not supposed, we've been taught, we don't, we're not supposed to have those feelings, but we do. Exactly. And we struggle with and, stuff. And especially for young people. And then, you know, even, even as an adult in the church, I find that, yeah, there is a, there, sometimes we don't want to show people our brokenness because, because we don't think there's an openness to it. But I think if we don't know how to navigate those feelings, what it can do is just sort of send us into a spiral where we make these bad decisions and unhealthy choices, which leads to more guilt and shame and low self-esteem, and then it just becomes this endless cycle, which is exactly what happened in my life during those years. Um, and then, you know, it, was, it wasn't until later, a number of years later, when, when God really got involved and answered. Really, I surrendered to God, and He was always there and ready, but I surrendered and, and said, hey, God, like, I, I can't do this. I'm, I've tried everything. I can't do this. And I finally opened up my heart to him and, and allowed him to start pouring some truth into my life. So then we worked through my eating disorder, my depression over time, and, and um, ultimately God, God has been challenging me on the topic of joy for years. Um, mm. But last year we really did a deep dive into that topic in my life and, and um, figured out that, hey, just maybe this is something I really can implement in my life. And so ultimately from that whole process, Joy Like a Mountain was born. Let me jump in for a second. You're listening tonight to Open Mic with Mike Sherman. My special guest is uh, Talis Aguera, the author of Joy Like a Mountain. And in a few moments, we're going to be taking calls. The number to call is 883-5000 to all our fantastic friends in Buffalo. And to all the Canadians who are eating turkey right now, the number is 1-800-684-2848. We might even be able to squeeze in a, a call for uh, 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 Talisi. But you know what? If uh, we want to come back, and Talisi, before you talk to me more about the book, let's put in a plug. How do people find your book? Because I understand it's just been released a couple weeks, thousands of uh, 
have been selling and I'm excited for you. And uh, so, Thank you know, five you. highs all yeah. around. How do we find your book? How do, where do we go? Absolutely. Yeah. So the book just released on September 27th. Um, it's available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. You can get it if you're in the U.S. or in Canada. Just head to Amazon, search for Joy Like a Mountain, and uh, you should find it there really quickly. Um, you can also find me on my website, um, and or Instagram or Facebook. And I understand that an audio book is going to come out in a few weeks. How cool is that? That's, yes. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I read the read the, the book for the audiobook that'll be coming out here shortly in a few weeks and we're looking forward to that. Well, you know, the book talks about a joy crisis facing our world today. So what do you th- perceive as that joy crisis and what are its implications for us? Answer that question, mm-hmm. please. For sure. You know, we can look around and know that we are in the midst of a mental health crisis. Uh, one in four people in the world will suffer from a mental or neurological disorder at some point in their lives. And that's not really any different within the church. I think it was in 2014, LifeWay Research did a study that showed that 23% of pastors acknowledged that they had suffered from mental illness at some point in their lives. And so inside or outside the church, mental health, mental illness is at the forefront of, of our culture. And we need to be doing a better job of addressing these issues. Um, but I think if you actually peel back the layers, the crisis goes even a little bit deeper than that. In Romans 5, verses 3 and 4, it says that we rejoice in our suffering because suffering produces endurance, which produces character, which produces hope. And when I think about this, I think there's one very significant word in that verse that, quite frankly, I've spent most of my life, uh, my Bible reading years anyways, kind of ignoring, and that's the word rejoice. So sure, growth could happen as a result of suffering alone, but so can bitterness or anger or bad choices, right? And and so to me, I think that I feel that Romans 5, 3, and 4 is showing this critical link between joy and suffering that says if we can actually lean into and learn the discipline of choosing joy, even in the midst of suffering, then we start to experience this exponential growth in the areas of endurance, character, and hope. But the problem, because you asked about a joy crisis, the problem is, I don't believe we've really embraced this discipline as a culture, neither inside or outside of the church. We've kind of just decided that stress and worry and busyness overwhelm these feelings, even to some extent, depression and anxiety. These are the norms in our culture. These are like the conventional ways of life in our culture. Okay, well, let's hit the pause button for a second. Let's just hit a pause and let me nail you on one of those things. How do we embrace this? You use that phrase. I hear that phrase a lot. So how do we actually embrace uh, the suffering, the pain, the, the mental anguish that many people go through? And I think that percentage on pastors is pretty low. Maybe, you know, I think it's probably much, much higher. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to go to confession because I think they lied on the survey. Okay. <laughs> so um, uh, let's, um, so how do we embrace it? Talk to me about that. How did you embrace it? What did that look you like for what? you? For, yeah, for me, it has truly been uh, daily, even moment by moment, intentional choices. Because, you know, what? I talk about this in the book, like, it's it, a discipline is not something that is easy. It's something that must be chosen. And I really do believe that joy can be a spiritual discipline that God wants to bring this growth through 
in our lives. And when we talk about joy and suffering, I mean, the suffering that I, I've been through is very different than the suffering Paul was talking about when he wrote these words. But it's still suffering, and, and we still can learn to, to choose joy, which really means choosing to trust God when you think about it. It's, it really means saying, hey, God, like what, what I'm going through right now does not bring me joy. But just like David said often in the Psalms, I am going to choose to put my trust in God, even though I'm going through this, you know, terrible situation and all of these emotions, I'm, I'm going to resolve that my heart will praise God in this moment. And when we do that, and when we, when we opt for that trust in God, rather than kind of just opt to wallow in our experience and our feelings and our circumstances, um, something happens in us that radically can change the way that we function in our in our lives. So what would you say to people right now listening? And we've got thousands of people listening tonight to the program who struggle to believe that joy is possible for them. Maybe 50% of the people listening tonight have gone to church, maybe a little higher, a little lower. Um, and uh, we really are excited that people are listening in from a variety of uh, religious backgrounds and not necessarily mm -hmm. convinced that, that Jesus is the answer, but we still welcome all those who are listening tonight. How would you speak to those people who struggle to believe that joy is possible for them? What would you say? Yeah, you know, first of all, I would just say, hey, like, I see you, I, I feel you, I know what that feels like, and I want you to know that you're not alone. That's where I would begin, is just saying you're not alone. This doesn't make you um, a bad person. This doesn't make you a bad Christian. God cares about you in the midst of what you're facing and what you're feeling right now. And I think that's something that I have struggled with for many years. It's almost feeling like uh, sometimes in the church, like my emotional experience has been downplayed, like, oh, just choose joy, just trust God. And um, I think there's there's an important message here where I would want you to know that God sees you in your pain and He cares mm. about you in your Great pain. Great word. Great um, word. He is He is not trying to just gloss over that. Like He cares for you in the midst of this. Um, but I also think that I was challenged a long time ago that um, sometimes there are lies that control our hearts and our minds. And maybe it's time to look at how you may might need to start displacing some of those lies that are controlling your heart and mind by, by pouring some truth into your heart and mind. And for me, I did that by just consuming God's Word, because wow. His Word is full of amazing, powerful, life-changing truths that have revolutionized the way I think about joy and the way that I live. And, you know, um, of course, I'd love to share some of that with you through my book, but, but, you know, you don't need my book to find those truths. It's right there in God's Word. He has been so gracious to share them with us through His Word, and so we just need to be looking, looking for them. Talisi, I want to thank you for coming on the program tonight, and you've been listening to Talisi Guerra, who's written a, a book that's just been released, Joy Like a Mountain. Thousands of people have uh, obtained a copy of it. Tell us just briefly where we can find it again, and... Uh, what a great Thanksgiving present for all our American and Canadian friends to pick up and send to each other. So where, where do we find this book? Absolutely. Joy Like a Mountain is available for you on Amazon.com or .ca. 
Um, so just head over there and, and search up Joy Like a Mountain, and you'll find it pretty quickly. Um, you can also find it on my website, www.talisigera, that's T-A-L-A-S-I-G-U-E-R-R-A.com. And it's very affordable. The ebook is uh, just a couple bucks, and uh, what an investment. I mean, thank you for making it affordable for people, for um, yeah, just sharing your journey. And uh, I just want to encourage our listeners to get a copy of the book. And uh, what a great thing to give to someone after you've read it yourself. Talisi, thank, thank you for you. being a part of Open Mic. I hope you come back on again. Feel free to call me, reach out. We always love people from the West, <laughs> especially. Absolutely. And, yeah, okay. thanks for taking the time. All right. You have a great Thanksgiving weekend, and we'll talk again you soon. Too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, you're listening tonight to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherboneau, and uh, the number to call in is 883-5000-1-800-684-2848. Love to hear your comments on this Thanksgiving weekend as we are processing the lockdown. Friends in uh, Ontario, what do you think about the new restrictions that are in place? Do you think there's a better route to go? Uh, I'd love to hear some more comment on how we process what is happening with our friends in the states and the u.s election maybe wrap it around that question should we make room for political differences in the church there's all sorts of fear of what's going to happen regardless of who wins uh, with the election and even in canada i mean it is the most uh it's the top of the list subject on our news every day so call in we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, we're going to do some other things on Thanksgiving in the uh, second half of the show, but why don't you call in right now? I'm going to be right back after a short break. Those numbers are 883-5000. Get on the phone or 1-800-684-2848. We'll talk in a moment. If you're wondering how faith and career fit together, when you see adventure on one hand and a broken world on the other, the solution may be closer than you think. At Redeemer University, you get time to ask, where is God in this? While you study and prepare to put what you've learned into practice, all while staying close to home. Redeemer is where your faith and future come together, so you're ready for the road ahead. Ready for what? Ready for anything. Visit and apply at Redeemer.ca. Do you want to be free? Free from the darkness that covers your mind with anxiety, that consumes you with negative emotions, that weighs you down with shame, that screams, why can't I control my thoughts and feelings? You might even think that the peace of mind Jesus promised is a total lie because it's not what you're experiencing right now. Well, if that's you, then what you're going through is temporal and it's not your fault. Free Your Mind is an online personal transformation program. Through weekly short videos and monthly live Q&As with Dr. Grant Mullen, you'll start to experience profound changes that will lead you out of emotional darkness and into the light of real freedom. You were meant to be free in every single way. Go to drgrantmullen.com, click on Free Your Mind, and prepare to think different. That website again is drgrantmullen.com. At Give the Word, it's literally what we do. We give out God's Word, making the Bible a free gift across Canada for anyone who needs or wants one. We do this for students, the homeless, the military youth, and the list goes on. 
Right now, we're putting together the Book of Hope in partnership with the Crisis Pregnancy Center of Canada. The Book of Hope is the New Testament along with testimonies of women who have encountered the saving power of Jesus in their lives. Women who have discovered how the good news of the gospel could change their life. Women who chose life for their baby in the midst of uncertainty and women who have found forgiveness through Christ for past abortions and failures. Our goal is to print 20,000 copies of this book to be donated to all 80 crisis pregnancy centers across the country. To make this free gift available to women, we need your help. Every $100 donated will cover 20 copies. To donate, visit givetheword.ca. That's givetheword.ca and click donate. If you appreciate Bible teaching that helps you understand today's news in the light of Scripture, you will enjoy Perspectives. Perspectives with Dr. Mike Sherbino helps you make sense of all that's happening around us so that you can find strength in this journey called life. Perspectives can be heard Monday through Friday evenings at 9.30 p.m. right here on WDCX. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us tonight on Open Mic. And uh, for the rest of the evening, I'm going to be riding solo, so I need your help. I uh, really appreciated uh, Talisi calling in. And I thought how intriguing, as she's writing a book, uh, Joy Like a Mountain, we also had the uh, ad by Dr. Grant Mullen, who is a frequent guest on our program and just addressing the mental health issue. And, uh, and it is a huge issue because as I have uh, found myself saying several times over the last month, when I encounter people, it's like there's a, a low-grade depression with many people and uh, just wanting to get out. We feel like our feathers have been clipped. Uh, but so we got someone on the line right now, and we'd love for you to call in with your comments tonight, uh, especially about, you know, the the new measures that have been taken uh, in Ontario, what do you think about that? Uh, is it realistic, uh, just pinpointing a few of the hot spots, or should they just lock down the whole province? Maybe you're uh, one of our American friends tonight, and um, you know if you could just weigh in and help us to understand this whole thing, is there room for political differences in the church? How are you processing that, and uh, how do we make sense out of, um, you know, just the ongoing argument uh, between uh, President Trump and Joe Biden, and uh, we saw the uh, vice president uh, debate this week, and I don't know, that was kind of lackluster from my perspective. We'll love to hear about it. 883-5000-1800-684-2848. We got Kelly on the line, and uh, we're going to talk to her right now. Thanks, Kelly. Hi there. Hey, glad you called in to open mic. So what's on your mind? Um, I just had uh, two quick points um, about the lockdown. Um, I live in Durham region, so I'm not far from Toronto, but we're not locked down. Um, my heart really breaks for the people, um, you know, the businesses that are going to suffer again because of not being able to have, you know, dining inside and such. Not so much the alcohol, but, you know, just not being able to have um, people come in, their guests come in and eat. I heard that and, about no, 60,000 people are going to lose their jobs over that or at least be laid off for a while. It's, it's a well, lot right? of and people. It was, such, it was quick notice. Like, these people have fridges full of food, probably. You know, it's like they were given less than 24 hours to, you know, and it's just, it's heartbreaking to me. That, so do you think I that understand. was a bad decision? Was it a bad decision to do it so quick? 
I think so quick. I think he could have given them a couple more days' notice to, you know, get back, maybe go back to their takeout mode. And, I mean, going on a patio now is crazy because it's too cold. But, you know, there's heaters, I guess. Um, Yeah, I feel bad. Okay. Well, I appreciate that thought. I mean, I think... My sense is even the premier feels as bad, but there's concerned about, yeah. you know, how do we keep the thing under control and the, the numbers spiked so quickly. I didn't hear the count yeah. today. Did you hear the count? Mm, I did not. Okay. Well, I maybe somebody calling in. I mean, we'll have a, he, have a sense of that. He's been a rock in a hard place. You know, he's done a really good job, but um, yeah, he's kind of, you know, he's in a tough, tough spot. Do you have kids in school? Uh, I have one in college, yes, and one in high school. And how's that working out for the high school student? Well, actually, you know what? It's been okay because she's been at co-op and she's at St. John Ambulance. So pretty, you know, they're pretty careful about everything. And, you know, she's learning, you know, there. So she hasn't actually been in school yet. So I guess, I guess it's working out great for them. And my daughter, um, that's in college, uh, they do most um, online learning, and she only has to go to one lab a day. She wants to be a vet tech, so she has to go and be with the animals. So that's the only contact she has with people, really, okay. her classmates. Well, I'm yeah. glad it's working so out well for you. There's a few other parents, mm-hmm. though, that are pulling their hair out. Maybe we're going to hear from them tonight as well. Oh, yeah. All right, Kelly, thanks for your call. Out. Yeah. Okay, thank Don't... you. Take care. All right, Happy appreciate it. And Happy... Yeah, and you too. Thank you. So, um, you know, as we're trying to process this, I find that dialogue is important. Um, I find that, you know, as a pastor of a church and dealing with people, I'm constantly processing, you know, when are, you know, how far are we pushing the limits? And uh, there are some people who say, well, you just need to trust in God. And I get that. I trust in God. But I also think that God has given me a brain to use. And I try to balance that out. And we, uh, last week, last week, we we're doing just the whole thing on the mask. And, you know, do we wear a mask or we not wear a mask? And then, of course, uh, President Trump gets COVID and, uh, what, at least 30 of his staff. And it kind of makes a mockery of failing to take uh, preventative measures. Um, But we push on and we watch what is happening. And yet um, we find that in Canada and in the States, there's just an uproar. There's so much divided opinions. So here's what happened uh, just recently uh, at a family gathering that was, uh, you know, with with the right number, no more than 10 people. Um, I was listening to my nephew's wife uh, present her father's point of view, who wasn't in the room, and she was pushing back against my brother. And I was kind of smiling at this, and, you know, because she was saying, have you actually listened to Donald Trump's um, what he says, you know, just are, is, is your opinion based on CNN or Fox News or is there some credible things that he has done? And that was interesting to see how that was going back and forth. And a lot of times as I was watching this conversation unfold and kind of smiling, I realized that many times we are influenced by what the media tells us and what is it based on, what is true. So I'd love to hear your opinion tonight. We got Joe calling in tonight. And uh, we're going to take his call here on Open Mic. Thanks, Joe, for calling. And I'm uh, glad you're on tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Um, What's uh, your thoughts? 
Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, you know, as far as dealing with, uh, you know, the ongoing issues and divides over political opinions, uh, I know it's pretty intense now, but I, I, I think that if you're in that type of church and, um, you know, there are differences among you, that's a problem in itself. We all should be focused on Christ and in, you know, in the Holy Spirit. And if we're bickering about who's going to be in office and whatever, that's not, you know, that's not true worship. God's in control no matter what. So <laughs> so let me ask you a question, Joe. Are you saying by that, just to clarify, that you shouldn't talk about politics uh, in church? Just curious. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying it, it should not come to an issue to the point of, of discussion. Well, how should we handle this? You know, what's going on and stuff. You know, I, 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 I think I think instead of looking at that specific issue is why there's a problem in the church. The problem might be with the church, you know, uh, uh, the spirit may not be there. Hmm. OK, and uh, you're calling in, I believe, from the States. Is that correct? Yes, sir, I am. Okay. So what about in your own church? Do they give, do they insinuate or give strong hints about how you should vote or not vote, or are they pretty silent on that? No, I'm in a smaller church. I was in a, 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 a bigger church, an alliance church uh, in, in uh, Kenmore, and uh, um, you know, it, it, a bigger church is a, there's there's a lot bigger uh, influx of people, different uh, you know different types of people coming into the church. And uh, um, I'm in a smaller church now, and our focus is strictly on the Word and God. You know. Okay. Well, I am. You know, it, it's like you know, God will carry, <laughs> and, and you know, with the way things are, I think that uh, uh, you know. He could be coming at any time, and, you know, I, I don't want to be a stupid person for one. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. Joe, thanks for your call tonight. I'm glad that you've Thank been you. listening to the show, and I'm glad you called in. Appreciate your comments, and I hope you call back again soon, okay? Don't be a stranger. Thank you very much. Thank All you. Right. Have a good night. And you too. Hey, you're listening to Open Mic tonight, and I'm Mike Sherbino, in case you couldn't figure that out. If you want to catch uh, some of my programs, uh, we do Perspectives uh, every night, uh, Monday to Friday, and uh, that's at 9.30 to 10 o'clock. And uh, right now, I've been going through the book of Ephesians and just connecting that with the matters at hand, the issues in the papers, uh, what we're dealing with in the nation between the COVID issue as we address fear, as we learn to press on and unpack God's word in a way that you can understand. So as always, uh, you can go to my website, mikesherbino.org. And Sherbino is S-H-E-R-B-I-N-O. And uh, there's a place you can write to me. And I'm glad for the people that are writing. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm also glad to know that the Lord is encouraging you through these broadcasts. So I do a lot of Bible teaching Monday to Friday. And then on Saturday nights, we uh, we really nail down into what are the current issues. And not to, we don't have to go too far for that because uh, this whole COVID thing is just kind of uh, like getting on a roller coaster. And even the things that we turn to for some kind of um, relief, even though it's uh, only for the moment. You know, I was thinking of football and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of the teams, you know, they get... 
they get the infection, they get, and they have to isolate, and and you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, that game's not going to be on. We can't watch that, and we feel that sense of disappointment. Now, granted, that's a first world problem. There's a lot bigger things, and maybe you've been dealing with some of those things. Maybe you've been struggling with uh, finances or. Maybe you have a loved one who's been sick. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Why don't you call in right after the break? Get on the phone right now. It's 883-5000 and 1-800-684-2848. Before I go to the break, we're going to continue to talk about what's plaguing us in the news in the upcoming election. But we're also going to, for sake of all the Canadians listening, we're going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving why don't you call in and just share one or two things that you are thankful for? And maybe it's a particular person. This is a chance just to, uh, you know, just to let it be known that you're thankful for that person or the impact they're making in their life. I'm going to teach a little bit about that as we come right back after a short break. If you appreciate Bible teaching that helps you understand today's news in the light of Scripture, you will enjoy Perspectives. Perspectives with Dr. Mike Sherbino helps you make sense of all that's happening around us so that you can find strength in this journey called life. Perspectives can be heard Monday through Friday evenings at 9.30 p.m. right here on WDCX. Do you want to be free? Free from the darkness that covers your mind with anxiety, that consumes you with negative emotions, that weighs you down with shame, that screams, why can't I control my thoughts and feelings? You might even think that the peace of mind Jesus promised is a total lie because it's not what you're experiencing right now. Well, if that's you, then what you're going through is temporal and it's not your fault. Free Your Mind is an online personal transformation program. Through weekly short videos and monthly live Q&As with Dr. Grant Mullen, you'll start to experience profound changes that will lead you out of emotional darkness and into the light of real freedom. You were meant to be free in every single way. Go to drgrantmullen.com, click on Free Your Mind, and prepare to think different. That website again is drgrantmullen.com. At Give the Word, it's literally what we do. We give out God's Word, making the Bible a free gift across Canada for anyone who needs or wants one. We do this for students, the homeless, the military youth, and the list goes on. Right now, we're putting together the Book of Hope in partnership with the Crisis Pregnancy Center of Canada. The Book of Hope is the New Testament along with testimonies of women who have encountered the saving power of Jesus in their lives. Women who have discovered how the good news of the gospel could change their life. Women who chose life for their baby in the midst of uncertainty and women who have found forgiveness through Christ for past abortions and failures. Our goal is to print 20,000 copies of this book to be donated to all 80 crisis pregnancy centers across the country. To make this free gift available to women, we need your help. Every $100 donated will cover 20 copies. To donate, visit givetheword.ca. That's givetheword.ca and click donate. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us tonight on Open Mic. Uh, love the Thanksgiving weekend, although I admit that this is a little different. And uh, most of our kids live on the West Coast, and uh, so it's obviously hard to celebrate with them. And uh, then we're also dealing with the reality. Uh, it doesn't make me feel happy 
uh, for other families, but here in Ontario, you know, the encouragement has been not to move outside of your family group and your immediate people in the home, your social bubble. And I get that because uh, we added over 2,000 cases today in Canada. And uh, that's a lot for a small country. Um, I think the increase is like of every 1,000 people, 2.5% are being uh, are coming up positive with the test. And it is kind of a nerve-wracking thing when you get the test and then you have to wait. And the lines are so long. And then you have to wait even longer. I was just reading an email from a friend who... Uh, flew to be with family and then someone on the flight had COVID and they had to self-isolate so that's a real drag um, but you know then they had to wait to get in and then they had to wait for the results to get back and we get frustrated don't we we get frustrated with a lot of things and I believe that the antidote to our frustration to our pain is that we need to choose to make Thanksgiving not just a weekend we need to make Thanksgiving a way of life. And uh, it's certainly one of my favorite psalms, but at Thanksgiving time, it's a, it's a psalm that I find myself often going to, to actually teach from and, and to preach from when, uh, you know, I'm doing the Thanksgiving service. But it's Psalm 116. And I don't know if you're a Jesus follower or not, but maybe you just pause and listen for a moment because the psalm writer who I believe is David, he's giving a reason why he loves the Lord. And, uh, and it's a, a psalm that helps focus our mind on thanksgiving. And one of the first things he's going to tell us is, he says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. He's inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. First and foremost, what he tells us is that all that we have is a gift. He says, I love the Lord because he has heard me. And, uh, and you know what, friends? Today on this Thanksgiving weekend, what encourages me is that God spares us from what we deserve, from what I deserve. And he gives us what we don't deserve, which is a relationship with him. And how I hope that you have a relationship with this person that I refer to as my Savior and Lord. He's God Almighty, the King of kings and Lord of lords. The psalmist right. he said, He inclined his ear to me, and therefore I will call on him as long as I live. And then he actually said, The snares of death encompass me, the pangs of hell laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. And then I called on the name of the Lord, O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. Now that those are um, kind of dark words. He said, the, the snares of death encompass me. But that's exactly what has happened with COVID. It's like a snare. A snare is what they would use to catch uh, small animals, especially rabbits. And, uh, but he says it just trips you up. And I know that when you have to go and get the, uh, the swab and, and get the things stuck up your nose to see if you have COVID to do the test, it can fill you, not only does it hurt, but it can fill you with all sorts of anxiety until you get the results back. And maybe that's what you've been dealing with, or maybe it is something else. I know what it's like to wait for the results of other tests, wondering, do I have something that I desperately are hoping that I don't have? Maybe you know what it's like to wait for the results for cancer to come back. And those things seem to take painfully so long. But uh, the psalmist writes, he said, you know, these snares encompass me. And he said, I suffered distress and anguish. 
And it's okay to admit that. It's okay to admit that you're struggling. It's okay to admit that you haven't got it all figured out. But here's what we need to know. He said, then I called on the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. So in that moment of desperation, he calls out to God. Kind of like Jonah. Remember the guy who took the ride, uh, the opposite wave to Joppa? He went down to Tarshish and uh, tried to get as far away from doing what God wanted him to do. And then he's thrown overboard and he's swallowed by the huge fish. And it says that when he was in the belly of the fish, that Jonah cried out to God. Now, I don't know if today you feel your situation is like you're in the belly of a fish, but I want you to know that the Lord will hear your voice. And uh, the psalmist said, because he inclined his ear to me. It's a beautiful picture. It's a picture of a parent putting their head down close to the baby. And they're inclining, they're listening carefully, they're listening attentively. And he says, the Lord has heard uh, my cry for help. And, I, and then he said, then I called on the name of the Lord. Scripture is full of people who are in a rough spot and they called in the name of the Lord. Think of Samson. When he disobeyed God, he had his eyes put out and the Philistines are making mockery of him as he's grinding uh, the, the grain at the millstone. And then finally he calls out to the Lord and God gave him his strength again. And he's able to accomplish a, a great feat in his death. I think of Moses who cries out to God in the midst of... Um, you know, the Red Sea. And God says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That's what God's word is for you. I think of Daniel. Daniel cried out to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord to get the interpretation of the dream, he called out to the Lord to uh, protect him and his people. And the list goes on and on. And today, um, I love the Lord because I realize all that I have is a gift. And I am grateful that God hears my prayers. Not always the way that I want does he answer my prayer, but I have learned to trust. Do I ever get disappointed? Yep, I get disappointed when I don't get my own way. I'm a little bit like you, but you know, nonetheless, the Lord hears our prayer and I am learning to trust him. We're gonna talk about the second part in just a moment where we learn that all that we are is because of God's grace as part of our Thanksgiving teaching. But right now we have another caller on the line and we're going to go to her in a moment. Can I just say that if you want to weigh in on your political thoughts about, you know, should we make room for political differences in the church? Uh, how are you processing what's going on with the election? Do you wear a mask or not a mask? I'd love to hear uh, an intellectual comment on that, why you do or why you don't, okay? And right now we got uh, Holly on the line, and we're going to take her call, but you can call in at 883-5000 in Buffalo or 1-800-684-2848. Get on the phone right now. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're going to talk to Holly. Thanks, Holly, for calling tonight. How are you? Hey, very good. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, I would just um, suggest that people don't put too much weight on the tests, the, at least the swab test, the PCR test, because it's, there, there's all different parameters. And it can go from where everybody tests negative to everybody tests positive. Now, so, how do you know that? How do you know that? Because I've looked into it, and the maker of the PCR, Carrie Mullis, he made, it's not even a test. It's a method, a forensic method, to, to amplify um, a small piece of DNA to get okay. to be able to see it. 
and uh, and viruses are so tiny, but they're taking a small fragment of RNA that apparently we all have in us. And okay, for example, if, if they use like 30 cycles, um, like to the 30th power, this tiny bit of what they get from us, right? It's going to show negative almost all the time. And if they use up to 60, it's 100% positive. On I'll explain this. So you're talking about the swab that they take out of people's nose? Yeah, the swab. Yeah, the P, the PCR, the um, polymerase chain reaction, uh, the nasal swab that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to admit, yeah, this is so, the first. This is the first that I've heard that kind of information. So you're saying it's totally yeah. unreliable? I would say it's unreliable enough. It, it, it depends. It depends. Um, each area is doing the test at different cycles. There, there, there's not a standard, you know, where the parameters are this, and, and whether it's the U.K., America, Canada, everywhere. They, it's all different. So depending on where the tests are going and who's doing the test, yeah, the results. So really, and the, the media is using cases as a term where, they, where they're using positive tests as case. Really, cases should be people who are sick, people who got sick, and it's suspected they've got this, and, you know, they have the symptoms versus... Well, if that oh, test doesn't you know. work, how do they actually know it's COVID and not just the flu? You know, like, I'm just... Uh, yeah, that's a good yeah. question, but I guess it would be mostly symptomology, the, um, you know, especially, like, I know early on in this, they were saying on x-ray, people were having what looked like, like, crushed glass look in their lungs. The people who got really sick and had bad respiratory issues, but yeah, it's not you know it's pro it's really not clear cut. And then distinguishing flu, I don't know. But I'm just saying this that you okay. know people should not like a school by me. They opened up an elementary school just a few weeks ago, and then one child tested positive. They closed the whole school down for two weeks. Right. Well, Holly, so, you know what? And, and, I have not heard what you're talking about, so I'm intrigued with that. Maybe someone else is going to call yeah. in and shed some you more light what? on remember, it. You know what? Remember the name Carrie Mullis, M-U-L-L-I-S, and just look that up, Carrie Mullis and the PCR. Quick question. Do you wear a mask or not? I absolutely do not. Nope. And uh, I just heard from a German neurologist who's well-known, and uh, she was just explaining that one thing the mask is doing, it's giving people um, carbon dioxide-induced anesthesia. Initially, it's killing brain cells. Initially, people get maybe a headache, a little dizzy, a little hard concentration. But over time, they adapt to that. But that's, so what do you do in situations where it says, if I can jump in, because we've got to go to the break here in a second. What do you do in yeah. situations where it says you have to wear a mask to come into a room? Do you, what do you do? You just well, don't go? I've been looking into it. It's not law. It's violation of our civil rights. It's violation of our medical rights. So if a store tells me I have to, um, I just, I ask them for the name of their headquarters, um, their manager, okay. and I've been making calls. But yeah, it's, you know what? It, it's, uh, they know, the CDC admits it does not stop viruses. And they've said, in part, it's a behavioral reminder for us that we're in a pandemic. Holly, so, I've got to go right now. Appreciate the call. Yeah. 
And uh, thanks for calling into Open Mic. Call back again. All right. You're listening to Open Mic. Hey, do you agree with Holly? Do you not? We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, I'm thinking, I don't know if I agree with all of that. Uh, I wear a mask. I don't have a problem saying it. I also wear a seatbelt, too. And I don't see that as an infringement on my rights, but those are just my opinions. 883-5000. Let's get a couple calls in real quick. 1-800-684-2848. You're listening to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherman. I'll be right back after this short break. At Give the Word, it's literally what we do. We give out God's Word, making the Bible a free gift across Canada for anyone who needs or wants one. We do this for students, the homeless, the military youth, and the list goes on. Right now, we're putting together the Book of Hope in partnership with the Crisis Pregnancy Center of Canada. The Book of Hope is the New Testament along with testimonies of women who have encountered the saving power of Jesus in their lives. Women who have discovered how the good news of the gospel could change their life. Women who chose life for their baby in the midst of uncertainty and women who have found forgiveness through Christ for past abortions and failures. Our goal is to print 20,000 copies of this book to be donated to all 80 crisis pregnancy centers across the country. To make this free gift available to women, we need your help. Every $100 donated will cover 20 copies. To donate, visit givetheword.ca. That's givetheword.ca and click donate. Do you want to be free? Free from the darkness that covers your mind with anxiety, that consumes you with negative emotions, that weighs you down with shame, that screams, why can't I control my thoughts and feelings? You might even think that the peace of mind Jesus promised is a total lie because it's not what you're experiencing right now. Well, if that's you, then what you're going through is temporal and it's not your fault. Free Your Mind is an online personal transformation program. Through weekly short videos and monthly live Q&As with Dr. Grant Mullen, you'll start to experience profound changes that will lead you out of emotional darkness and into the light of real freedom. You were meant to be free in every single way. Go to drgrantmullen.com, click on Free Your Mind, and prepare to think different. That website again is drgrantmullen.com. If you appreciate Bible teaching that helps you understand today's news in the light of Scripture, you will enjoy Perspectives. Perspectives with Dr. Mike Sherbino helps you make sense of all that's happening around us so that you can find strength in this journey called life. Perspectives can be heard Monday through Friday evenings at 9.30 p.m. right here on WDCX. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us again for the last few minutes of the program tonight. And, uh, you know, as I, I'm, I really love doing this program because not everybody agrees with me, and that's okay. And I'm not sure that I agree with everybody either. But we still have a place where we can get along, we can dialogue, and we'd love to hear from you tonight. If you want to call in, if you'd like prayer for anything, we'd be happy to pray with you, to encourage you in this journey called life. But it is Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, Psalm 116, I've been talking a little bit about it. And now if we jump down to verses 5 and 6, we discover that all that we are is because of God's grace. It says, Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. And here it is. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. So here's a couple of reasons why I am super pumped to uh, give thanks to God. 
not just every day, but in particular this Thanksgiving weekend, it says the Lord preserves the simple. And uh, hey, let me just take a shot at myself. Uh, I'm simple, but you know what he's talking about here when it talks about simple, it says the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are being, uh, it's foolishness to those who are rejecting it. They just think it's just crazy. And I wanna read the verse, it's 1 Corinthians chapter one, and verse 26 and just listen you can hear me turn into my bible right now i had a, a brain fog and uh anyways it says this that the the message of the cross is folly to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of god um <clears throat> how sad that many people just have no place for jesus and they just think it's ludicrous uh, this whole conversation about a savior, but when you know the savior, that is that's just what fills your heart with thanksgiving, and God comes to us as we humble ourselves before Him. It says He preserves the simple people that empty themselves of themselves and just say, God, I need you. I'm going to turn to you, and all we are is because of God's grace. So the other thing we find, he says, return, O my soul, to your rest. That speaks about peace. So when we have a relationship with the Lord, we can go back to him time and time again, even in the midst of our anxiety and fear, whether it's brought on by COVID or anything else, uh, we can go on, we can go back to him and say, God, I want to walk in your peace. Jesus said, peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. God wants to give you his peace tonight. You're saying, well, how do I know his peace? That's kind of like the question I asked the author in the first 15 minutes when I asked uh, Talisi, how do, we, how do we experience God's embrace in the midst of pain and suffering? In other words, how do we know his peace? And I believe that the simple way of doing this is I look at the scripture and I say, the scriptures promise me that all that I need is found in God alone but also to be very candid and say, God, I'm just overwhelmed with the situation that I'm in. I need you. I need you right now. And, and then just say, thank you that you were with me. Now, when I pray that way, when I surrender those things to the Lord, you know, just like you, I'm hoping that, you know, good news is going to be at the door or there's going to be a change of events, but sometimes it doesn't happen. And I have to keep pressing on. And the Bible talks a lot about persevering. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, how do we stay strong? Well, we stay strong when we understand what God has done. And the psalmist goes on, he says, you've delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And he says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. So he is saying that right now, he said, God, you've just, you've delivered me and I'm going to walk in faith before you in the land of the living. That speaks of God's presence that is with him. Remember David wrote, he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why is that? Because you are with me. You are with me. Well, the psalmist also talks about some of the realities that he deals with. He said, I believed, even when I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. And I said in my alarm that all mankind are liars. In other words, all the things that people had promised to him, he's feeling he's got the short end of the stick. 
The psalmist is talking about perspective. Not a, he knows that God's presence is with him, but then suddenly it's like he's on a teeter-totter and he goes the other way and he says, it's like, oh, wow, I know God is with me. Maybe you've experienced that. You've been high on the mountain and then all of a sudden you just plunge back to the valley. Why is that? It's because we look at the water. Remember the story of Peter? He said, Lord, bid me come to you and he gets out of the boat and he starts to walk. But when he looked down at the waves, rather than looking to Jesus, he started to sink. And many times, you and I feel discouragement, despair, and it just kind of comes over us like rushing water because people say things, they do things to us, something happens, and it just takes the joy out of our life. It just bursts our bubble. And we need to be on guard about that. And on this Thanksgiving weekend, I want to encourage you to find a promise from God and, and to thank him for it and to draw strength from it. Because the psalmist finishes, and I want to do this in the last three minutes of our show tonight. He says, here's how to say thanks. He says, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? He says, I will lift up the cup of salvation. That's like a wedding. I'll lift up the cup. You're making a toast. And he's making a toast to his Savior. He says, I'll lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. But then, out of his heart of thanksgiving that God's presence is with him, he also says this, I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. So friends, can I encourage you with this? That if you've made a promise to God, come good on your promise, because God hears what you've said. Maybe you said, Lord, you know, if you do this, I'll do that. Or maybe you just came to a point of surrender and said, Lord, I want to... You know, I'm just going to surrender 100% to you. Maybe it was in a church service or maybe you were reading or praying and you just said, Lord, here's my life. But you know what? You've taken on your own agenda again. Can I encourage you to think back on what you've promised to the Lord and what he's told you? Make good on your vows. And the psalmist said, I'm going to pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. And then finally, he says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. He says, oh Lord, I am your servant. Why does he talk about the, the people dying? Why does he talk about, why does he say precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints? It's because when death finally comes knocking on our door, we need to realize that that is a precious moment that we do not have to be afraid of because our Savior has made it possible for us to go from this life immediately into his presence. But it also stands to reason that as you and I live, we need to recognize that it's good to give thanks to people when they're alive. So at this Thanksgiving time, if the death of the saints is precious to the Lord, shouldn't it also be to us? I look to scripture as my guide. And you know what? This is a great time to pick up the phone, to send an email, to send a text to someone and just say, on this Thanksgiving weekend, I want you to know how much I appreciate you. Um, to do that is powerful. I'm grateful for the people who do it to me. I'll be doing it to my kids. I'm going to do it to a number of friends who have stood with me. And many of them have been people who have supported me in this ministry. And so on this Thanksgiving weekend, you know, one way you could say thanks is you can go to my website, mikesherbinal.org. And uh, just love to hear from you what God has been doing in your life. That would encourage me so much. If you'd like to donate to this ministry, 
equally so, we'd be grateful. May you know God's peace and his joy and his presence on this Thanksgiving weekend. Take time for the things that are important. And even if everyone that you would like cannot be around your table, pick up a phone, call them, let them know that you love them, and remind them of a promise that you've laid hold of from God's word himself. And I love the one where it says, God is my refuge and strength, a present help in time of trouble. Therefore, I will not fear. You can use that one, Psalm 46, verses 1 and 2. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, God's peace be with you. The preceding program has been sponsored by Find the Way Ministries.